1: We are back live, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy, Dale Lippin, in here with Trey Van Buskirk. Trey, can you hear me okay? I hear you perfectly. Bro, yeah, absolutely. I'm about to make love to your ear your ear holes, man. I'm excited for this show, bro. I'm excited, man.
2: Did you just verbally lube this guy up right here? Is that what you did?
1: Bro, I just literally... <laughs> right, bro, I got you, going. Ah, you verbally plungered it. I love it. I got it, man. I got it. Got the show started. Finally, producer Jake kept messing up the intro there. I don't know what he was doing. I know (laughs) he's indicating to us that it wasn't his fault, but we all know that it was. We can see everything that he does, but that's all right, producer Jake. I appreciate you, man. Keep screwing stuff up. That's all right. We've got people. We got people vying for your spot on the Instagram live all the time saying, put me in coach. I'm ready to play.
2: Dude, so Jake is so unprofessional. It's professional.
1: Is I, it is. It, it, he's a professional. He's professionally unprofessional. that's yeah, that makes I, it the best. I love. It, it does make it the best, man. I freaking love that guy. I'm so excited. He's <laughs> part of the team. You want to talk about teams for a second? I want to, dude. I just need to unpack a bunch of stuff that's happening right now.
2: Okay. Yeah. You seem very jubilant right now.
1: Dude, I am jubilant right now. All right. I'm going to preface this by saying I am a completely sane person and I'm going to talk about something very crazy, okay? You know me. I am a sane person, and I know that we had Diego and Joshua Fabia on here, so what I'm going to say might sound crazy, but I am not part of the School of Self-Awareness, and I am not crazy.
2: Now, hold on. I got to – if we're going down rabbit holes, hold on here, sir.
1: Okay. All right. You go ahead. Okay. So you may or may not have seen today that a former NFL player – Uh, is looking to fight on the Mayweather-Logan Paul undercard. Did you see this?
2: I I believe I did, yes.
1: Okay, for those of you that don't care about football at all, this person goes by the name of Chad Johnson or Ocho Cinco or Chad Ocho Cinco as he was once legally called. You are aware of this?
2: I'm aware of that, yes.
1: Okay, Chad Johnson is a freak athlete he is out of this world athletic however it has no fighting experience whatsoever Hmm. so he's looking for a fight as fate would have it trey i also know a guy that's looking for a fight who hasn't fought in many many years dale i'm not looking for a fight i know you're not but i am oh what so check this out so this is. The, I'm going to give you some breadcrumbs here. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, Ample
2: shout out me, please. Yeah.
1: Shout <laughs> out to. Uh, shout out to Alex, Alex and Greg Cohen. Uh, Alex and Greg Cohen uh, own Greg Cohen Promotions. Now, if you're asking who Greg Greg Cohen Promotions are, Greg Greg Cohen Promotions, if I could fucking say it, um, are a management <laughs> team that manage some of the best boxers on the planet Earth. However. They also listen to our show. Jarrell Big Baby Miller. Are you familiar with Jarrell Miller?
2: Uh, I am not. No.
1: Okay. So Jarrell Big Baby Miller uh, used to and has in the past fought K1 kickboxing, but he's also a top heavyweight prospect. They manage him. Rob Brandt, who's twenty seven and 0, or twenty seven and one, get ready to yeah. fight for a title. They manage him. They manage all these people. Greg and Alex listen to our show. So. Having made this connection in the past, I reached out to Greg and Alex and I said, hey, is Chad Ochocinco legitimately looking for a fight? And he said, from what I understand, yes. Does he have an opponent? We don't know. Find out who's managing it and we'll see what we can do if you want the fight. I said, I want the fight. I said, I want the fight. So we reached out. Chad Ochocinco is having this whole thing put together by Leonard Ellerby, who knows Greg personally. Greg Leonard talking. Perhaps, perhaps your boy takes a fight on less than 30 days notice at a weight we have not determined that, Lord help me, I hope (laughs) I can make, and I may or may not, delusionally, just this stupidness right here, get to fight Chad Ochocinco on a Mayweather undercard one one in a million chance, but... I have representation that is talking to his representation, and that is a real thing that is happening. We have real representation talking to real representation because nobody wants to fight Chad Ochoa on 30 days notice except for this fucking guy. <laughs>
2: all right, That's
1: a real see. thing that happened today. I was on the phone all day today.
2: What the, what the fuck? All right, let's back up for a second. Yeah, you go, like, it? Un-
1: unpack it. Unpack okay. all of it.
2: Unpack all, all of it. mean that I'm going to be one of your chief cornermen.
1: 100%. Um,
2: I need to understand where your weight's at right now because I'm a, to be honest, we have been drinking a lot on this podcast and I have not seen you get up from the chair or the couch in the past year.
1: I'm 209 pounds. This is the heaviest I've ever been. <laughs> heaviest <laughs> I've ever been. Right, right, right. Heaviest I've ever been. Last time that I ever competed in anything, st- at anything athletically was when I, when I fought previously and I fought at 176 pounds. I'm now 209 pounds. I weighed myself today.
2: <laughs> all right um so uh if this goes down yeah um in I'm your mind for, in I'm your mind for 190 you pounds well i'm wow. not talking about the weight oh, i'm okay. talking about the what's going to actually happen i don't want you to go out there and go the way of nate robinson speaking of former pro athletes i want you to go in there and dominate but yeah i need to know that you're confident i need to know that you're ready to go
1: oh i'm gonna fuck him up if we fight it's an, oh it's over with it's over. It's over with
2: bro. He has the reach of a goddamn bald Eagle. Don't
1: care. He's probably never thrown a punch in his entire life. I don't care. That doesn't matter to me at all. So here's the thing here. Here's the thing, right? Is that the the eyeball test for everything would say, this is a once in a generation athlete. Like I was just, I was creeping his Instagram today talking shit and he's, he's chiseled to the core, right? Um, he's, I mean, he's chiseled to the core. It's, It's a nightmare matchup for me. However, he has zero fighting experience, where yeah. I have where I have fighting experience. So, do we take a guy that's super athletic with zero fighting experience versus a guy that's less athletic with fighting experience? A la Nate Robinson versus Jake Paul, but just in reverse physically.
2: Okay, um, but he's been putting out shirtless Instagram pics have sure. you ever done
1: that never fucking never bro never i had four abs once <laughs> yeah. i had four abs one time bro hey. and that was after i had the flu going at it like after a fight so yeah it was bad i've had four i've never had six packs i've never had I, I kill six packs all the time but i've never had a six pack
2: you bring up a good point about having the flu that's what we gotta do 30 day notice we gotta get you covid or the flu
1: I don't want either one of those. Well, no, um, we
2: got to get your weight down, dude. And you're clearly not going to put in the effort.
1: Are you kidding so. me? I li- So here's the thing. As I asked Alex today, I said, How serious about this do I need to be? And he said, yeah. You should start running tomorrow morning. Wow. That's okay. exactly so I said, I said, listen, here's the thing, right? Um, here's the thing. I said, I'm I'm not in shape at all. I said, I'm right. in, I'm probably like some semblance of, you know durability shape but i'm not in any sort of shape whatsoever i have no illusions about like i understand what we're talking about is stupid right like people are going to listen to this and go these guys are idiots chad ochocinco is going to smoke this kid it's it's dumb it's over with like blah. i get that i understand how stupid this sounds i understand how crazy this sounds what i'm saying is is i'm leveraging the relationships that we have on this show to possibly see a payday and if that payday means that i got to go out there shirtless, and fight Chad Ochocinco and look sloppy in the prospect of doing it, but maybe also, maybe win a fight. I'm going to take the chance. I'm going to take the chance. Are my odds good? Probably not. But do I feel confident that I can kick the shit out of him? Also, yes.
2: Yeah, and also, uh, I'm going to yes. be honest, dude. As as your chief corner man, I can't help you. I don't I don't know how to throw a punch.
1: I know you if, don't. You know who else does it? Gr- Chad Ochocinco. Dude, there you go. There you
2: go. I freaking love it, dude. I don't Let's,
1: care how fast you can run. If you can't throw a punch, I, All the, and here's the thing. You look at his facial structure. He's not designed to take, he, he's not designed to get hit. He's got that long, narrow, high cheekbone bird face with that little slender jaw. Like if, like I, anyone, if I can, if I can, if I can get to him, if I can get to him, it's a yeah. wrap. I just got to get to him first. He's going to be so fast and so strong. I just got to get to him. If I can get to him.
2: Well, dude, don't worry. I will never, throw in the towel. I will hold that longer than dude, Rocky you him, did for Apollo, dude. It's gonna, I'm going to duct tape that let shit. Let him kill heart.
1: me. You let him freaking kill me in the ring. Oh, no. I Don't will you dare throw that towel in. Ever. Death shot. Yes. Ever. Never. Ever. Never. 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 I'm going to be like
2: Chris Tyone on steroids that don't night, you.
1: I want you to pretend that I'm a fighter and you're Mario Yamasaki. Don't you ever stop this fight. You let me take every unnecessary <laughs> shot. Dude,
2: when you're lying there in blood, I'm just going to throw up the Mar- Yamasaki heart symbol and just be like, it's over.
1: It's over. Yeah. yeah. But that's not going to happen. Cause I'm going to beat him. But hey, I understand what you're saying. I understand yeah. the point that you're making.
2: Right. No, you're going to win. I just, I'm right. telling you if things went South, yep you know exo facto
1: yeah so so here's what we're doing so f- long story short for those of you that are just um if you want to play catch up we're gonna we're gonna rewind this real quick uh we we know people that legitimately are contacting chad ochocinco's team to see if he does in fact have an opponent we are under the impression that he does not have opponent he's looking for one that's willing to take a fight on 30 days notice i am willing to take a fight on 30 days notice even though I am out of shape and have no illusions, of the fact that the guy's going to come in way more in shape than me. Statistically speaking, if they were to put betting odds on it, I would probably be a 20 to one underdog, which is going to be great for our listeners because I'm going to fucking sleep them. So yeah. if it happens now, will it happen? One in a million shot that it happens one in a million shot. Okay. Um, but that's the thing is it's the dumb and dumber types. It's the dumb and dumber scene. You're telling me there's a chance. And the chance that we have is that we know somebody that knows his people and they are having the conversation on our behalf because nobody else wants the job right now. You know who wants the job that nobody else wants? This guy. So there we have it.
2: There is one call to action. Anyone that is listening to this podcast, go to Ocho Cinco's page and light that fucking page up. But punchless Dale is going to punch you in the fucking face.
1: Yeah, that's so we're going to roll out social media assets this week coming up yeah. um, and we're just going to ask you to share it. We're just going to ask you to share it. We've got 30 days until the fight. He wants to fight on the Mayweather card, which is going to be June 6th. Um, yeah, it's going to be June 6th. If it happens, that gives your boy exactly 31 days to get uh, get ready to go. So tomorrow morning, I've already got my alarm set on my phone 4:30. 30. It'll be just like it was a few years ago. I'll be back doing road work again. So here we go.
2: Dude, Alfredo in the chat said it it's exactly what he's doing. He's trying to get the money back he lost to the 50k against Masvidal. Um, bro, if you not only take more cash from him and take his soul, where does he go from here? You know what
1: I mean? I, I honestly, I think I think he's got enough money anyway, uh, even with that. But here's the thing about that, right? Is that if if I get the opportunity to fight Chadow Josenko, not only um uh, here, uh, what, this is what I'm doing. I'm, I'm willing to donate. I'm willing to donate my entire purse, um, to a veteran backed charity, uh, to be chosen at a later date. Um, I will not, I will not take any purse money from it. In the event that we get that opportunity, um, if we get that opportunity, I will in fact donate my entire purse to a veteran backed charity. To be determined at a later date. So I've no, I've no desire, I've no desire to make any sort of money off of the fight itself. Uh, I'd rather give it away and just go ahead and, and let that be. Uh, in the chat says, "Gentleman Jesus," uh, which Insta photo we light up, boys. No, we will, we'll submit a call to action here at a more uh, laser beam focus here at some point. So stand by, stand by on that, uh, gentleman Jesus. So,
2: okay, well. I will take some of that purse money and buy myself a golf cart though. I'm just telling you that. So
1: purse money minus your golf cart money, and then everything else goes to charity.
2: Okay, cool. That's good. Got That's
1: it? Good. Yep. Perfect. All right. So anyway, shout out to Greg and Alex at Greg Cohen Promotions, by the way. Um, and shout out to Bleacher Report um for helping connect the teams together today. So um we'll see what happens, man. We shall see what happens, man. Uh, The team at uh, Bleacher BR Betting was very responsive to your boys' DMs today about making this happen. So uh, we'll see what we can do. We'll see what we can do. Leonard Ellerby, Mayweather Promotions, Greg Cohen Promotions, Punchlist MMA, BR, Bleacher Report. What the hell is happening? Is this real life? Why are we mentioning all these people? What is going on right now?
2: It's gotten real, and you know what? Dale, step 1 and everyone's saying in the chat right now, your cardio just based on your physique right now looks it's atrocious. Bad.
1: Yeah, my cardio is in bad shape. I understand that. Thank you. Well,
2: before you get on the road, dude, you got to put some stuff in your body to make sure you get that road work done correctly. What can you do?
1: It's very funny that you said that today. It's very funny cuz you know what I had today? I had some steak classy meats, wagyu beef, and I also had and you're going to your my carnivore friends are going to be really pissed off at me here. I had a salad for dinner tonight as well uh yeah dude spinach goat cheese pears it was
2: that's kind of gay
1: yeah (laughs) no judgment if that's what you're into um but yeah man it was uh i I ate very clean very healthy i'm i'm foregoing beer tonight because i'm drinking water for the next 30 days no beer uh because i've got to, dude i might have to fucking get in shape we'll know within the next week whether or not this is going to happen so at least for tonight no beer
2: it's all vanity though. Why don't you go in there like Butterbean, dude? Just flaunt it.
1: I could. I could, but I'm also 35 now. So I've gotta like <laughs> I've gotta put premium in the gas tank if I want anything to happen. Uh so we're gonna run premium for you know two weeks or so till we figure out whether or not this is legitimately gonna happen. And um we'll go from there. I have a feeling it's not even gonna take a week. I have a feeling we'll know within the next seventy two hours whether or not this is even feasible.
2: Yeah, nope, they're, just got a text message, it's not happening. You just gotta,
1: yeah. So, um, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna be all over uh, Greg and Alex tomorrow and just being like, hey man, I need you to I need you to make this happen. I need you to make this happen. I want to fight Ocho Cinco. I wanna fight him. Mm-hmm. I want to fight him. I don't have anything against him personally, but I would relish the opportunity to punch him in his face. So there's your sound clip. I will punch you in your face until you stop standing up from it. There you
2: go. (laughs) All right. So speaking of putting premium in the gas tank, uh, got a special code for me there, Dale, if I want to put premium in my gas tank. Yes,
1: man. You got to use the promo code FIST and save 10%. I've got fight on the brain, dude. I'm having a hard time with this. So go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Stayclassicmeats.com. Use promo code FIST. You can save 10% on the entire thing.
2: Guys, obviously I'm going to be in the corner Um, Of course of course. Yeah, uh, If it happens to turn into a jiu-jitsu fight I feel I could help But if it's standing I'm just going to stand there with a smile on my face Looking kind of stupid But I won't look too stupid Because I'm going to be rocking Allegiance clothing Mm. If you guys saw today on John Anik's story What was he rocking, Dale?
1: He had an Allegiance shirt on And it's one I don't have So I was pretty upset by that Yeah,
2: he was rocking it Watching his daughter's tennis lesson Soccer match, but yeah Whatever, it's all the same (laughs) He was rocking the Allegiance shirt. Um, you guys can rock it too, and you can rock it on Fight Night when Dale absolutely murders Ocho Stanko. All Thank you have you. to do is go to allegianceclothing.com, type in the code Punch, and that's going to get you fifteen percent off site wide.
1: Yep. Yeah. So, like I said, we're going to roll out social media assets this week. We're going to try to we're going to try to get Chad's attention. Um, I already slid into his, into his DMs today, talking a little shit, and he knows that we're we're <laughs> he knows that we're on the prowl because we're reaching out to people he works with and his, his management and everything else. We're going to try to make it happen. If I a little podcaster, not even a Z list person can fight shadow Chosinko. Anything's possible. That's the American dream, man. Um, what's your fighter nickname, man? I, I don't, I don't know what my fighter nickname would be, man. I really don't know, Jake. Uh, that's, that's pretty, that's, that's a good question. Uh, it's something that po- possibly we'll put up for a poll on Instagram and let the people decide. This is the people's podcast. I will be the people's champion when I beat Chad Ocho on June 6th when I knock Chad Ochosenko the fuck out. And I will let the people decide what my name will be when that happens.
2: Yeah. I think we go with something kind of like like in Always Sunny in Philadelphia when they made Charlie a clown baby. We do mm-hmm. we do something like that. We can do yeah.
1: something like that. Yeah, we can just pick take two random words. I like that a lot. It's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. it's a good idea. Yeah. All right. You're ready to rock and roll. You want to break down some fights? Let's do it. Let's do it, man. That's why the people are here. They don't want to hear me ramble on about a fight. Uh that's not that we can't bet on.
2: Now nah, let's talk about fights that are signed, sealed, and ready to be delivered.
1: Yeah. Uh oh, Alfredo. Oh, do a contest so a listener can be a corner man as well. Oh man. That's a good one. I love it. That, that's a good one. That's I a good one. It. Yeah. We'll have to see. Again, we have to make it happen first. If we can make it happen, contests and giveaways galore, man. Yeah. You know, it's it's yeah. a real deal. Real deal, Holy Field. All right. Main card. Do we have a finalized main card for this yet? I saw they were shuffling stuff around today. Did you see the final bout order? We know who's fighting, but do we yeah. know the order in which it's happening?
2: I, I have no idea.
1: Okay. Um, idea. We, were all, we also had some requests for Bellator and PFL uh, mm-hmm. breakdowns as well. Mm-hmm. At the end of the show, I'm going to run through the PFL card real quick. I'll run through some Bellator. And then we also have Canelo Alvarez taking on Billy Joe Saunders Ooh. this weekend as well. So, also something we're going to talk about. Cool right. that? I love all it. All right. All right. So, I believe this is the first fight on the main card, if I'm not mistaken. Diego Ferreira at 17 and three, taking on Gregor Gillespie at 13 and one. Does that sound about right to you? That
2: sounds good to me.
1: That sounds good to you. Awesome. Gregor is a minus 175 against Diego at a plus mm-hmm. 150. I'm going to let you go first here because I need you to get it all out of your system because you know how much I love Gregor Gillespie. I need you to go ahead and just break it all down, and try to put some some logic in my brain before I leverage everything I have on Gregor Gillespie.
2: I know, I know. This is your your baby child to Cub Swanson yep. right yep. here. Um, here's the thing. Diego has bounced around from fight to fight, canceled bouts, solidified bouts, all this. Then what happens? The guy lands up against my boy, Benny Darius, and gets fucking manhandled. Now, a lot of people look at Diego Ferrer and think, oh, dude, Fortis MMA guy, really, really good on the ground. Striking's actually pretty devastating. His hands have come a long way. But then they look at Gregor Gillespie and what is he known for? His one thing he is known for.
1: Is wrestling, man.
2: Is wrestling. Yeah. That's the thing. Is Benny Dariush, while he is great on the ground, I've always said he's, you know, great submission artist, but also has started to develop hands as well. His wrestling came a long way in that Diego Ferreira fight. And we showed that Diego was not able to progress position and he was just mauled the entire time. Gregor Gillespie is that times 50. As long as Gregor Gillespie doesn't want to get into a firefight, like we saw with him and the Kevin Lee, our intro for punchless MMA is him getting freaking clocked by that leg of Kevin Lee.
1: I hate that. Why did that
2: happen? That happened because he chose to indulge in the firefight If he goes back to the basics, the ABCs, utilizes his wrestling and just make this a long, drawn out decision type win, he can get this done. I like Gregor. The only hesitancy I have is the time away from the cage. But with wrestling, I feel like that doesn't really matter. It's more so in your hands. I'm going Gregor by decision.
1: Yeah. So uh, I've, I've long hated that one part of our intro. I mean, <laughs> I love our intro. I just hate that uh, it was decided that we were going to use the Kevin Lee, Gregor head kick. I hate that. I feel like there's, yeah. we probably actually need to update it at this point. Most of those knockouts are a couple of years old. I think we could probably get some new ones in there. Um, if the liver
2: shot on cub.
1: See, I don't understand why you're being so hostile. Uh towards cub today you're, you're sitting there and you have this like you have like this placid like dead stare as you're talking shit to me i don't understand are, are, you, are you feeling hostile towards me today
2: bro if ocho cinco drops i'll jump in okay no i'm just kidding i don't know how to fucking throw a punch i'd pull guard <laughs>
1: <laughs> i just feel like you're feeling you're, you're feeling a certain type of way towards me today i don't know why um <laughs> Keep talking. You keep talking shit on my boy Cub. Listen, anybody that's ever been hit in the liver knows that it's just it's an off switch. There's nothing you can do about that. Um, It's he got kicked in the liver. What are you going to do? There's literally nothing that can be done. His body shut down. What, what, yeah, you know, wasn't a sustained ass whooping over 15 minutes. He got kicked in the liver. The body yeah. said, "No, nah, we're not doing this anymore." All right. Anyway, speaking of which, you know, I eat liver every morning. No, you don't. Yes, I do.
2: Like what liver? Beef. From like a cow, a cow liver.
1: Yeah, Is, can you get beef from another source?
2: I don't know. I'm not a farmer. I yeah. live in San Diego, not South Carolina. I don't lease pigs on the weekend, bro. That's
1: true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but no, uh, I, I've, I have I have liver every morning. All right, um, <laughs> that's true. That's not yeah, that's that's
2: fun factoid.
1: Fun factoid. If you didn't know, now you know. Uh, that's my breakfast meat of choice. Um, <laughs> The wheels are fucking coming off. Uh, listen, here's the thing with here's the thing with this fight. Right, is my concern is with Gregor is whether or not he's going to be able to manage the situations that Diego's going to put him in. Uh, to your point with Benny, uh, Benny is a black belt in his own right, so he was able to neg- negate the jujitsu of Diego with better jujitsu. Mm. Gregor has to negate the jiu jitsu with fantastic wrestling. I have long stated that I believe that wrestling is the most critical foundational piece to any high level fighter is wrestling because wrestlers determine where the fight happens. Yeah. My only concern with Gregor is that he cannot put himself in a disadvantaged position trying to implement his game plan, which will be to get Diego to the ground, which is going to mean one thing. He's going to keep it standing for a little bit. Because he's going to have to get nice and wet and slippery and take some of the the air out of the sails of Diego. Mm -hmm. My concern with that is that we will then see Gregor engage in a stand-up fight, which last time we saw that was disastrous. So (laughs) I am very concerned for Gregor Gillespie in this fight. I like Gregor. I like him by decision. I like this. I like this fight more so. Just fight goes the distance is the play I'm looking for here more than anything else. Fight goes the distance. That's it. Not Diego. Not Gregor. Just fight goes the distance. I don't think that that Gregor is going to do any one thing that's going to get Diego out of there. Um, Diego is tough. Does have decent cardio. I do believe that you know, Gregor will. If he does do it, we'll just maul him for 15 minutes. Um, the flip side of that is, is that I believe that his wrestling and uh, defense is sound enough that even if Diego is getting catching like any sort of advantage on the feet, on the whatever the case may be on the ground, that Gregor can defend himself well enough. This thing is going to go 15 minutes, in my opinion. I just like fight goes the distance. In my heart, I'm betting on Gregor because I love him, but. Fight goes the distance is my play.
2: Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like it. I like it. I also like Gregor's tats, dude. He's got sick tats.
1: He's got he's got he's got sick tats, bro. That's how you know he's that's how you know he's an MMA fighter. He's got sick tats.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: All right, Maurice Green uh, taking on Marcos Delima. Now we had a little bit of a we had a little bit of an issue last time Maurice Green fought.
2: That's right,
1: and you know why that is.
2: His nickname, I, I can't say it.
1: You can't say Maurice Green's nickname. Maurice Green's at a plus 170 underdog spot here against Mar- Marcos DeLima at minus 200. Over on our rounds here, Trey, at one and a half. You have a hard time with Maurice Green's nickname. I am, I am a big believer in grace and redemption. I would like to give you the opportunity to redeem yourself here. What is Maurice Green's nickname?
2: can't it's like it's like a french word dude i know i'm gonna keep saying crotchet boss dude because (laughs) it sounds badass i know it's not how you say it i don't even know what the art of the name really means i just don't like it dude
1: so i'm giving you the opportunity to say it correctly (laughs) and you're still gonna go with crotchet boss
2: it sounds pretty badass to me i know
1: it's crochet
2: I know, but what is it? Crochet, it's, it's like knitting.
1: It is knitting. He knits hats, he's big on knitting.
2: Well, that makes sense because his hands are as soft as yarn.
1: Mm, mm. Okay, and, so and you it, know
2: what? There, his reach is about as long as it that spool.
1: You know, okay? Excellent. I see the similarities here. I see the similarities. Maurice Green, though, you're talking about a guy who's going to have a sizable height advantage, he's going to tower over Dilema, he's going to have a huge reach advantage. He's also got some pretty slick submissions. My concern for him here is whether or not he gets caught with the big shot, right? And I think that's what Vegas is looking for here. It's one of those ones where Vegas is kind of leaning where they think it's going to go. They got DeLima at the, at the two-to-one favorite spot, and the overrunner on rounds is coming at one and a half. So if I'm looking at this, I'm thinking Vegas is, is leaning towards the idea of DeLima and inside the distance. What are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, that one and a half is set there specifically for Dilema. They know that the guy has no cardio. He's mm. got these bombs that he throws, not just from the hands. He has crazy hard leg kicks. Um, he's To me, he's like a drunk Homer Simpson. The guy comes in, just throws the freaking kitchen sink up against the wall, gets it done if he doesn't. He drowns, and that's what Maurice Green's going to do. I don't think Maurice Green's going to put you out, but he's going to exercise his length. He's going to utilize his jab. He's going to try and move around a little bit. And, yes, if it goes to the ground, I love that for Maurice Green. He has an underrated sub game, but he never gets to use it. He's not a guy that's going to put you out, though. He doesn't have that pop. He's a Jackson Wink guy, which, to be honest, I don't have much faith in Jackson Wink. But if you look at what he's doing right now, he seems like he's in way better shape. He's much leaner than he ever has been. So – I think when it comes cardio versus cardio, Maurice Green should be able to eclipse the one and a half if he can stay out of danger. I like Maurice Green over one and a half, but I think if D'Alema is going to get it done, he's going to get it done under that one and a half. I want to stay away from this fight. That's why I just played both sides of the fence. I think this <laughs> fight is disgusting. I think either guy has a shot. Um, but I think also either of these guys is you know going to go the way of old Yeller, dude. They're, one of these guys is going to be leaving the UFC after this fight.
1: Oh, interesting. It was weird when you when you first, prior to the drunk Homer Simpson uh, mm-hmm. portion of it, it sounded like you were describing me whenever you were describing Marcus <laughs> DeLima. Going to come in a little bit overweight, throw <laughs> bombs. And if he can't get you out of there early, think things are going to go south in a hurry. I mean, it, ge- genuinely, that sounded exactly, I mean, no, I, I, I felt yeah. that. I felt no, you're that gonna, you're going
2: to, you're going to be truffle shuffling all the way to the last round,
1: bro. You think, you think I'll be there? Perfect, man. Nice. I appreciate that. I appreciate you, man. All right. So gun to your head, who are you picking with this fight?
2: Uh, I'm going to take, uh, see, I'm going to take Dilema. I just cannot put my faith in more screen. Uh, um, I, I don't it. like that pick at all. I'm staying away though.
1: You? Awesome. Uh, gun to my head. I'm going to take, I'm going to take Maurice screen as well. Okay. Although I have a weird sneaky suspicion that he gets knocked out with a straight right in the first round, but that's just me. <laughs> All right. Uh, Neil Magny at 24 and eight, taking on Jeff Neal at 13 and three. First time we're seeing Neil since the wonder boy fight. First time we're seeing Neil Magny since the Michael Chiesa fight uh, on Instagram live prior to going on the show. People asked me what my most confident bet was of the evening. And what do you think I told them? Neil Magny. hundred percent. Neil Magny. Anytime you get Neil Magny at plus money, cardio wrestling, stand up, It's there. Uh, Neil Magny always comes in shape, always comes ready to fight, is incredibly durable, really doesn't have a whole lot of weaknesses in his game other than he doesn't have one-punch knockout power and at times seems to have a little bit of a mental diarrhea like we saw in the Michael Chiesa fight where he essentially just shit the bed as he was walking out, threw his game plan out the window and then decided to wrestle a wrestler in Michael Chiesa and then got dominated. Stupid, stupid game plan. Poor Mm -hmm. execution. Uh, outside of that, good luck beating Neil Magny two times in a row, plus 160. Jeff Neal, on the other hand, I believe has one path to victory, and that one path goes by the way of knockout. He is Mm -hmm. going to have to knock out Neil Magny to beat him, and I don't see him knocking out Neil. It's incredibly hard to knock out Neil. You can't touch him. He's got like an 80-inch reach. He is built like a video game character, not to mention, like I said, endless cardio, good wrestling. It's going to be... Uh, I believe a Neil Magny clinch, drag you down to the ground, tap, tap, tap kind of situation over and over again for Jeff Neal come fight night. We're in the apex again, correct? Yes. Yeah, he's just going to push him up against the cage, clinch, and drag him down. He is going to wear on him. Grinder, maelstrom of takedowns, elbows, and short rabbit punches from Neil Magny, plus 160. If you can get Neil Magny at plus 160, I don't know a lot of people on the planet Earth you shouldn't take the opportunity on that plus money on. I don't see what you th- – like what what would give anyone cause to believe that Jeff Neal is going to go out there and beat Neil Magny on Saturday? Seriously, I want to know. What what did you see? What has anybody seen that said, hell yeah, Jeff Neal, minus 180? I don't understand that.
2: I think a lot of people are, are not so high on Jeff Neal as they had been in prior. He's a great striker, but it didn't show very well against Wonderboy. But then again – who looks good against Wonder Boy? That's why no one will ever wants to fight Wonder Boy. He's unorthodox. He's that karate style. He makes everything weird. You can't get in a rhythm, and you definitely can't get your strikes and with the stance he takes. Neil Magnum, to your point, super durable. He's the king of decisions. He can elongate the fight, and he can elongate with his reach. He can do that. He can get up close. He can wrestle you. He won't wrestle the best people, but you don't think that after that Kiesa fight that he went back to the blackboard or the blackboard and said, you know what, I'm going to just, you know, fill this void just ever so slightly. I'm sure he did. And he probably enhanced his cardio a little bit more. I see Neil Magny getting this done by decision. Um, I would take that plus money all day long. Um, yeah. Jeff Neil, his only path to victory is knocking Neil Magny out, but Neil Magny's too durable to not be standing at the end of the round.
1: It's possible. It's very possible. He also comes from one of the best teams out there right now. Um, to address something in chat, it says Neil's going to find his chin. It's an interesting take, man. Uh, Santiago Ponzinibbio knocked him out, but that was after he battered the leg for quite a few rounds. Um, decision loss to Chiesa. Rafael Dos Anjos was, uh, what was that? I think. I think RDA submitted him. Lorenz Larkin uh, has a knockout win over him, but hell, that was—I don't even know if you were watching MMA back then, man. I don't even—that was a long time ago. Um, I—if Jeff Neal finds his chin, Jeff Neal's going to find a way that only one other person's been able to find before. So, I mean, two people can walk down a path—that's uh, fine. But I just—I don't necessarily know that I see it happening, man. I don't know if I—I I don't know if I see it, but we'll. Saturday, we will see. Um, I will say this: since he decided to go to the Haitian sensation, he's one and one. So if he loses again, we got to drop the Haitian sensation.
2: Right. I do. I do like that though. I like rhymes.
1: I do too, but I just don't. I don't necessarily love that. Um, I, I honestly thought that his name should be. Um, I, I I like the idea of bend or Neil Magny.
2: Bend or Neil ben, oh. yeah. Yeah, or or like Neil Magnum condom.
1: You no, know, you could go with Neil Magnum Magni. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, um, it could be like the Lombard fight, but without a comeback. Maybe so, <laughs> maybe so, maybe so. Sure. Um, that was that was that was one of the craziest fights I've ever seen. Yeah, um, the guy just got his ass whooped for five minutes and then came back. All right, co-main event. Donald Cowboy Cerrone taking on Alex Morono. 18 and 7 for Alex Morono, 36 and 15 for Donald Cowboy Cerrone. This was supposed to be Cowboy versus Diego. And I'm going to be just, I'm going to be brutally honest with you. Mm. I hate this fight. I hate this fight now. I want desperately for this to be Diego versus Cowboy.
2: Oh, okay.
1: I wanted this to be Diego versus Cowboy. Um, Because that was an easier fight to call.
2: Right. Yeah. This is a little
1: bit more difficult now because Alex Morono has a weird penchant for rising to the occasion at times. And with Cowboy, we don't know what Cowboy is going to show up. I have no idea what Cowboy is going to show up. So like if the same Alex Morono that showed up to fight Anthony Pettis shows up, I think he can beat Cowboy. I really do, and I think the odds makers realize that because look at the odds. Minus 125 for Donald Cerrone and plus 105 for Alex Morono. Over-unders at two and a half. They've got it at damn near a pick trade. They realize that Alex Morono trending up, Cowboy Cerrone trending down, and it just depends on which version of these two men shows up on Saturday night. And Honestly, I'm more inclined to believe that the better version of Alex Morono is going to show up before I believe the better version of Cowboy Cerrone is going to show up.
2: Yeah, and Alex Morono, even though it's on short notice, I mean, that's kind of his style. He's this uh, explode forward, heavy hand type guy. So if he's, you know, working on limited cardio, it's going to work to his benefit because that's his style in the first round, round and a half. Now, is he going to come in like he did against, you know, uh, Reese McKee and land those heavy shots? Or is he going to play the more smarter, more um, move around the cage like he did with Max Griffin, I don't know. I would lean towards the more Reese McKee fight where he's going to explode forward and trying to get Donald Cerrone, like you always say, with those little t arms, keeping him low and trying to yeah. you know, hit him right in the top of the collarbone all the way to the top of the head. He's going to explode forward, try and knock Donald out. And if he can't, Donald's best course to, or path to victory here is to utilize his, his kickboxing, move around the cage, be smart, exercise his cardio maybe get this thing to the ground we've yet to see donald cerrone go back to the days of exercising his grappling he has really good ground and pound if he can stay on top
1: yeah
2: doesn't do that anymore though so if he becomes a firefighter and donald cerrone the last thing i want to say dude if donald cerrone comes into this fight and does the whole loose like oh what's up bro alex morono what's going on he did the same thing about uh conor McGregor, he did the same thing with Nico Price. When he befriends these fighters and tries to be like the slick, like, oh, let's go have beers right now, dude. He doesn't rise to the occasion. He needs mm. to go in. He needs to go in like he did against Alex Hernandez. He needs to, someone needs to call him a geriatric old fuck and just light the fire in him and take this as serious. This isn't a freaking, you know, Vegas ride. This is like do or die. He's on a skid. Alex Morono is a game opponent. If he comes in with a target on Alex Morona's back, Don Cerrone can get this done, but he can't come in all loosey-goosey skater vibes.
1: I think you're bringing up an excellent point here. If you saw any of the promotional things that Cowboy was releasing prior to the Diego fight getting pulled, he was talking about the bad blood and the beating that he intended to put on Diego. Um, Some of the more fired up, dialogue i've heard from cowboy in a long time he was very animated in the way he was speaking i almost wonder if there will be some sort of adrenaline style letdown from the fact that this is not diego and this is a new opponent how do you get yourself like thinking you're getting ready to fight somebody that's pulling that out of you and then they they stop the they, they stop it um that's a very interesting point that you're bringing up I, I I really appreciate that yeah that leads me even more so to lean on Morono at that plus money. I realize that we're taking plus money now on all four fights <laughs> um, yeah yeah so will the dogs run on Saturday night with us taking all this plus money but I'm inclined to lean towards Morono I really am I agree he's just been the more consistent fighter. Over the course of the last two years, he shows up and puts on the same performance where like to your point, cowboy up, down, up, down. You don't know what version of him you're getting. And we haven't really seen a hyper aggressive cowboy since Alex Hernandez, since Mike Perry. Right, We just haven't seen it. He's been very, what do you call it, skater vibes. He's been skater vibes only, man. Mm-hmm. It's That's a very good point.
2: Yeah, I think this is a great opportunity for Alex Morono to put a legend's name on his resume. You know, he failed the first time with Anthony Pettis, but this is another chance. And when you take the wind out of the sails, like we just said, yeah. there's a huge opportunity. And especially with this explosion type style, I like Morono. I like him inside the distance. I wonder
1: how Morono got this fight because Diego dropped and there was two dozen handfuls of fighters that were asking for this fight. And some of which had bigger names. I wonder how Morono got it. I wonder if I wonder if Cowboys team agreed to him and for what reason.
2: No, it's a really good really good question, yeah.
1: Cuz I mean there were a lot of people like saying that they wanted the fight and here we are with Alex Morono. Nothing against Alex Morono. It was very interesting that that's the way. This is the one that shook out. Right. So, all right, main event, we didn't know it was we didn't officially know it was going to be the main event until today. It was it's rumored but it's the it's hit it it's the one we wanted. Uh, TJ Dillashaw versus Corey Sandhagen was supposed to be in the spot, but that's obviously not happening. But here we are. Michelle Watterson plus 180 against Marina Rodriguez at minus two ten over on our rounds trays at four and a half. Um, much like that song. I'm trying to figure out the words to describe this girl without being disrespectful. Um I like me some Michelle Waterson, man. I really do.
2: Oh my god!
1: This is a bad matchup for her, though. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, Marina Rodriguez is a bad matchup for her. Uh, I think Michelle Waterson's path to victory here consists of submission. Right. That's it. She's got to get Marina down, and she's got to submit her. Outside of that, I think Marina Rodriguez. This is her fight to win any way she wants it. She's going to have the better striking. I believe that she will have the better cardio. If you've not seen Michelle Waterson on Instagram lately, again, Instagram is not like the litmus test for how how good a shape or what fighters are doing. But Michelle Watterson is thicker than a bowl of oatmeal right now. Yeah. I don't know how she's going to make the weight. Are they agreeing to a different weight? Because this feels like a fight where they should be agreeing to a different weight.
2: They did. That's why you're seeing that. It's 125.
1: Awesome. Yeah, that's good because she's not making that other 15 pounds. There's no way – or 10 pounds, rather. There's just no way. Um, So, yeah, I would be inclined to believe that Marina Rodriguez is going to have the advantage just about anywhere other than the submission threat. I think Michelle Watterson's path to victory lies in the submission. If not, I think she's going to get pieced up, man. I think think her face is going to see some damage come Saturday night. Marina Rodriguez, I'm inclined to sprinkle under four and a half too. If I'm being completely honest here, uh, let me see what that over under. Go ahead and let me f- find what that over under at is at. Under uh, is it plus two hundred? Under four and a half.
2: I'm uh, I'm deterred because you keep saying Rodriguez, bro. This isn't this isn't the United States of America. You're right. Use your
1: H. You're right. Rodri- Rodriguez.
2: Yeah, put some respect on that,
1: bro. I will put some respect on it. You're right.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, email. I mean. Jorgegas dude, she's she's great at violence man we saw that with the Amanda Hibas fight I mean when there's a submission threat in Amanda Hibas if you put the jiu jitsu jiu jitsu you know Michelle Waterson versus Amanda Hibas Amanda Hibas is going to come out the victor in a jiu jitsu grappling match all day long but Jorgegas was not freaking phased by that at all she actually stuffed a couple takedowns was good in the scramble and then what did she come up she came up battered and bruised Amanda Hibas to the point of like no return Waterson Watterson is relatively small for the 115 division. That's why, to your point, it's smart for her to keep putting on this weight. I actually think it's going to fare a little bit better if she can get it to the ground. But I just don't think uh, Marina's going to go to the ground. I think this thing's going to be a stand-up affair. I think she's smart. She's got good lateral movement. Um, the only thing I'm a little bit nervous about with Marina, she – it's funny. I almost feel like this is a main event that's going to fall through too. There's been a huge theory, um, not theory. There's a whole issue out there right now with Marina can't get out of Brazil to get to this fight. You know, so it sounds like this is a last minute affair for her to make it to the Vegas from Brazil. And you want to talk about jet lag, poor meals, not mm. good hydration, uh, bad nutrition, airport food, lack of sleep. You weigh all that onto a fighter and you have someone that literally like is on the right time zone, prepared for the fight. That makes me a little bit nervous. I think the line's gonna get a little bit closer because of this transit time that Jar Higuez is putting in, but mm-hmm. I, I do think that it's pure violence on Marina's side, and I think Michelle Watterson's in for a huge beating. If we saw anything in Michelle Watterson's previous fights, when she's getting battered on the feet, she's not one that shies away. She will continue to walk forward and take more damage until her face looks like a fucking beat-up Um Yeah, this is going to be a long night for Michelle, but I am worried, about the, again, about the tra- travel time for Marina.
1: So should we bet on Michelle just because she's an underdog? I mean, we talk about always betting women's underdogs. And if you look at last Saturday's event, if you bet every women's underdog, you cashed out. Um, this continues to be, while not scientific, very profitable.
2: It's science.
1: It is science. So just bet every women's underdog. Michelle Watterson, plus 180, seems like it's worth a play here.
2: Uh, I'd rather take Marina by Kale. Okay.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. What if we just bet, because at four and a half, what if we just bet under two and just hope for a finish? I like that. Or bet under four and a half at plus 200 is what I meant to say, and just hope for a finish.
2: I'm I'm down. Your headliner fight, marquee, your name is now the poster. That's a lot more weight. Your cardio is going to go quick just because of that.
1: Okay. Sounds good, man. I'm excited. Gosh, I'm looking at the fights that were supposed to be on this card, and it's just ridiculous.
2: Mm-hmm. I know. Real I'll, quick. Huh? Dillashaw Sandhagen, if you were to choose gun to your head right now with Dilhasha. Oh, no Corey Sandhagen. Me too.
1: Corey Sandhagen for sure. Yeah, me too. That would have been my most confident play going into like if somebody like if that fight was still on and somebody hit me with the same question, I'd say the same thing. Like Corey Sandhagen was my most confident bet going into tonight.
2: Decision finish.
1: Uh this I I go by decision. I go by decision. TJ's TJ showed himself to be incredibly tough minus the, uh, Henry Cejudo stoppage, which in my opinion might've been a little early, but he was definitely, he was definitely in bad shape. It definitely stopped him from taking further punishment, but I do believe it was just a, just a smidge premature.
2: Hmm. All right. All right.
1: I have a, I have a cut on my hand. That's um, driving me nuts. I also have a thunderstorm rolling in too. So I'm hope we got to wrap this up before I lose power. Um, we got those uh spring showers here in Charleston. So things are getting a little getting a little bit dicey weather-wise. All right. So first fight on the main, first fight on the main card, Christian Aguilera at 14 and 7. Take on Carlston Harris at 15 and 4. Christian Aguilera, Carlston Harris. Christian Aguilera plus 130, Carlston Harris minus 150 overrun rounds at one and a half. I know that you were watching some fights from these guys earlier and you've got some pretty, uh, pretty solid opinions on it. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm leaning Christian Aguilera just based on the body of work. And I think that he's aggressive. And I also realize I've not picked any favorites yet this fight or this card. So I might as well just run all dogs, man. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's just run dogs.
2: I mean, Based on historicals, you should go Christian Aguilera. He's actually fought in the UFC. Yeah. Good BJJ brown belt. Um, good technical boxing. Um, you know, this is Carlton Harris's UFC debut. So I mean, it's really hard to like have a full fledged case as to why Carlton Harris should win this fight. But oh, man, I feel like this is one of my most confident plays of the entire card. I'm going to be honest.
1: Okay, what well, you, I you love like? You love Carlson Harris so he's got wins over Michelle Pereira and Wellington Terman, and you love Wellington Terman. <laughs> you love Wellington.
2: Carlson, he's a he is a straight up. If he was a Dagestanian dude, that's what that's what he would do. He is literally shoot really quick for a double. Wet blanket does not let you move. I mean, we you know we talked to Drew Dober about Islam Makachev. It's the same type of style. The guy's going to shoot in, lay and pray, and just hold that half guard. Have a wizard in, and just. Look for subs all day long. He's not going to let you breathe. Boa Constrictor times 50. Aguilera, I mean, hopefully he can scramble well. Um, If you want to find plus money, he's definitely going to be the more technical striker as it's standing. But I really like this guy. I think he's going to make moves in the division. He's going to make moves in the UFC. This is my most confident play. I'm going to put him as a parlay piece. As sketchy as that is a UFC debut, but UFC de- debut in the Apex with no crowd, not the big lights. I'm not too worried about it.
1: I like it. I like it. I, I, it's not what I was expecting you to say, your most confident play, but I freaking like it. Um, mm-hmm. Immediate dissension in the chat um, for your most confident play, which I'm, I'm also a big fan of. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Big, yeah. big, big fan of that. So. <laughs> Anytime you say something, people immediately disagree with you. Always, I always <laughs> feel pretty good about it. All right, yeah. next fight to and Jekwe taking on Yong Park. Uh, park at 12 and four and in Jekwe and in Jekwe and Jekwe in Jekwe. In Jekwe. Is it way or we?
2: I'm gonna say way,
1: hmm. Interesting, five and 0. we'll see. Um, parks at a plus, dude, you got to save me. Um, Anyone text chats. Oh, yeah, that's funny. Um, sorry, I got distracted. Um, my thing with this is, is I'm going. You, you got to save me for myself here today, Trey, because I like Park in this fight. He's got the better experience. He's got the better cardio. Um, I think if he can survive the big bombs of Tafon in the first round, it's his fight to win. He literally just has to survive that first five minute storm. After that, it's his. I think he's got decent stand up. I think he's got good wrestling. I think he's got good cardio. He's he is a very well-rounded fighter, like we like to say, doesn't do anything great. Does a lot of things very well. I really like Jung young Park here, plus one twenty-five. Again, another freaking dog. Um, you swayed me on the Carlston here, so I am coming in on on the juice side there. But I, again, I'm right back to the dogs here. Usually, cards like this, I'm I'm not I'm not set up for a good night. But bro, I'm gonna let it rip here. I like Jung young Park. All he has to do is survive five minutes against Tefon. If he can do that, he'll be just fine.
2: My goal uh, the next 30 days to get your body to look like way um, Okay. That, that is the reason he is a favorite here. Yeah. Um, sure, he's got devastating striking, but the guy looks like a goddamn action figure. Sure. And Dana White loves that. Coming from Dana White contender series, throws bombs, built like fucking Ninganu. I mean, what's not to like? Um, the only thing I don't like, if I'm being critical, is he doesn't have a very well-rounded game. Yeah. Um, and that's what Jung Young Park has. He, while he may have basic striking and nothing really kind of rattles off the page, body masses aside, um, he's he's very stable in every facet of his mixed martial arts game, which I like. I think that he can actually probably out-gravel uh, Njekwe. I don't I don't see him holding Njekwe down just based on the body mass alone. But he can hold top position, constantly set up his striking, try and get those... You know, singles get it to the ground and constantly be pressuring a guy who's only going to be knockout seeking. I like Jungian Park in this. I also am just so, so dude obsessed with this dude's nickname. Like the Iron Turtle dude.
1: That's good. It's good. It's very good. It's a very good nickname. It's a strong nickname. It's one that's very hard to fade. Yeah. Um,
2: like, come on. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take Park by Man, I wouldn't uh, – Jekwe could even gas on her tuna. I'm going to go Park decision, though. I
1: like that. Yeah, yeah I mean, like I said, I'm just going to take the plus money. Not going to be greedy. Any way that he can get it done, I'm cool with it because it's at the plus money price already. So I'll take Park any way I can get him um, by decision, by submission, whatever. It doesn't really matter to me. Booyah. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, address the chat real quick. Um, Jason, if you don't have Twitter, get Instagram. Um, Instagram is also a good options where we do. Most of our work is on Instagram. Um, and Ocho Cinco is all over Instagram. And when we start rolling out our social media assets tomorrow, going after Ocho Cinco, trying to promote this fight to make it happen, you'll be able to follow along there. Just follow us at punch list MMA on Instagram. If you don't have one already. So go ahead and make that all you need is an email address. Uh, I suggest using proton mail because it's not tracked and it's anonymous. And the government doesn't know who you are anyway. Um, (laughs) next fight. Ryan Benoit taking on Zaruk Adeshev. Zaruk Adeshev at 3 and 3. Ryan Benoit at 10 and 7. I have been corrected. It is not Benoit. It is Benoit. Ryan Benoit minus 1. F- one. I love these odds. Minus 148. Zaruk Adeshev at plus 128. Zaruk Adeshev is 3 and 3. These Both these dudes have salty records. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about Iron Turtle in park and a dude that's shaped like a turtle. Ryan Benoit <laughs> looks like he's wearing a turtle shell and they just put skin over top of it. I've never seen anybody's anatomy look the way that Ryan Benoit's does. Yeah, It's ridiculous. He literally looks like a box turtle in human form. He makes me believe that our alien overlords ran out of whatever casting clay that they were using whenever they, they made us, when they made Ryan Benoit because he still looks like the alien uh, lizard. So, yes, Ryan Benoit uh, is at 10 and 7. Suruk Adeshev at 3 and 3. Benoit, minus 148. I'm going to take the juice there. I think he's got, the, obviously has much more big show experience. Uh, he's faced a better competition and he literally swings everything with ill intent. So I like Benoit. I like it under two and a half.
2: Oh man. I, this is a, this is a pick em fight. I'm going to mm-hmm. go with a plus money. <laughs> are you? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to take Adeshev because people are down on Otishev because I mean, they go back to like the Tyson Nam fight. People forget he took that fight on short notice. He also went up a weight class and Tyson Nam you could, you know, he's a vet to a certain degree. Um so I don't know. I just don't think Ryan Benoit is going to have better striking or uh, uh significantly greater striking. He has absolutely zero grappling base. Audichev, while he's not a grappler either, we've seen in previous fights him set up the feints to at least grapple and he has a good cardio tank. Um I I'm just gonna go with the plus money here. Um, I, I don't like this fight either, though. It's it's a pick 'em.
1: I was impressed that he took Sue Sumedharji to decision. That's mm. a huge feather in his cap. Was the fact that he took Midarji to he took uh, Sue to decision. That 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 needs to be noted. Yeah, I just think Benoit's gonna throw with with more ill intent than he than he's faced before. I mean, obviously, I can't say that about the Nam fight because he got slept immediately in the Nam fight. Right, but. I'm just saying that over a sustained 15 minute fight, Benoit keeps a high pace and continues to throw ill intentioned f- strikes for a full 15 minutes. I just think eventually one of those is going to find the target and Adeshev's going out. Yeah, That's my. He's got
2: crazy good leg kicks too. So. Yeah. 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 He's a
1: powerhouse. He is a powerhouse of a, 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 of a man. Yeah. Um. All right. Mike Trezano taking on Ladovic Klein. Trezano at eight and one, Ladovic Klein at seventeen and two. Trey, is this the people's main event? Oh my god are
2: you are you going are you going opposite of me?
1: I'm going Ladovic Klein.
2: Oh well then no, I can't be the people's main event because I'm going Ladovic Klein.
1: Damn it. Okay.
2: Yeah. Why Why would you think I'd go Trezano?
1: He's got slick submissions. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you are a submission guy. So guys that are slick, you know, you, you tend to lean that way. Plus, you know, plus you're getting a huge plus money here, which you love huge plus money. You love huge plus money and you love submission. So I thought you'd be leaning Zana.
2: Yeah, I, I like that. I just don't like the layoff. He hasn't fought since 2019. Okay, Klein's training with freaking Gilbert Burns. Do this super powerful guy, very steady, well-rounded, um, and even if you go back to his earlier days before he got into the UFC, he was fighting high-level competition in the amateur series. I just think that Trezano being out for a very long time, um, his training partners are people like you know, Shane Burgos, which I love Shane Burgos, mm-hmm. but Shane Burgos is one that just is like an absolute psychopath. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you can have that psychopath mentality going into someone that's so strong, like Ludovic or uh uh Ludovic Klein. So I I this line's a little too heavy. Um, I kind of like the over though. Um, Interesting. Okay. I like the over, um, and the only reason I say that is because, uh, Lud- uh, Ludovic Klein, while he is powerful, um, he kind of picks, he's really methodical in his shots. He takes a minute, he thinks about it and then he lets it go. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's going to be a minute for Mike to, uh, after not fighting since 2019, to get into a rhythm and actually do something. He's going to really feel out the cage. I think Klein, again, is really methodical in his shots. I think this fight can be kind of boring for the first round and a half, but I do think Klein will get it done with some seriously devastating shots as it gets into the later rounds.
1: I look at Klein as a parlay piece, and if you want to bet it straight up, it's dogger pass. Right. I would pass. I wouldn't just roll it. So, but I like I like Ladovic Klein a lot. I think he's I, I like you said earlier. I think um, he's one to watch in the division for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, featherweights will be on notice. All right, man, your boy Phil Hawes coming, bringing it back, baby. Phil Hawes at ten and two, taking on Kyle Dawkins at ten and one. Uh, Phil Hawes near and dear to your heart, coming in at plus money here, bro, against Kyle Dawkins. over on yeah. rounds at two and a half. Tell everybody why you love Phil haas so much, man. You and Phil Hawes are like bros. I thought I was going to get bumped out of the show for a little bit, so that way it'd be punchless with Phil.
2: Uh, yeah, I have nothing against uh, Phil Hawes. I mean, he's got a great body. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, he's you're talking also, about
1: a lot of bodies today.
2: Uh, dude, I'm just like I'm really worried about yours in the next thirty days. Like, why? Yeah, what are you
1: worried about me for?
2: Dude, I just want to make sure you look good in the Allegiance fight shorts in front right. of millions of people on the, one of the biggest cards of 2021. You
1: know what looks good? Huh? Winning. Ah, dude, Winning I- looks good. Winning looks good. I don't give a shit. Listen, this body is going to be put into the ground one day. Actually, it's not. I, honestly, I want it to be set on a, on a pyre and lit a flame so I can just viking style but anyway that's not we're not here to talk about my funeral arrangements um this body is fleeting it's not going to be here for forever but you know what will be victory victory is immortal
2: yeah see i'm more like i I care about my image on like tiktok and bro i don't care about
1: any of that i care about none of that
2: that's Cox Mountain Warrior right there, dude. I'm very proud of you.
1: Dude, I just – I literally give zero shits. I have a – listen, I have a beautiful woman who loves me and I have three kids that I somehow managed to trick her into. I don't <laughs> care about anything, anything <laughs> about something. Oh, you look good on your body. or that. what do you – you can't tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing. <laughs> Noop.
2: Will we we'll put you in like a tanning bed though? Maybe get that Uriah Faber tan going
1: on. in South Carolina. All I do is walk outside for thirty seconds. I'll catch on fire. What are you talking about?
2: Okay, all right. I just want to make sure you're going to do it. You got to get that vitamin D. That's a very listen. Vital component.
1: I, I listen. I sun the boys every day. Charge batteries up.
2: You sun your balls
1: every day. Liver <laughs> for breakfast. Sun your balls. It'll change your life. I'm telling you.
2: <laughs> i'm
1: gonna try that tomorrow i'm dude, right. i'm telling you you can't leave them out for a long time but it's just like charging the batteries they're like solar panels man pull them out give them like five minutes uh, telling it will change anybody listen to the show two things that'll change your life liver and sunning your balls pull your balls out get them in the sun and eat liver it will change your life your energy level will be through the roof through the roof you always ask me dale why are you up so late why are you up so early because i sun my balls and i eat liver every day
2: Tony Robbins, dude, it's so fucking easy to the guy. Just, I spent all this money. Why doesn't he tell me that?
1: I don't know. I, if you're, I, listen, if you are giving money to Tony Robbins, we need to have a conversation <laughs> offline.
2: <laughs> he has got such big hands. It's he very does. intimidating.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a big man on a little body. Cause I don't believe <laughs> he's that tall. I don't think he's that tall.
2: Do you think he's doing the old, uh, platform shoes? Little? Do you ever see charity? him jump
1: on a trampoline? No, dude, So great documentary on Netflix called I'm not your guru. Okay. He literally travels with a mini trampoline and jumps on the mini trampoline to get ready for like to go out to talk to people. (laughs) No. Yes, he does. Yes, he does.
2: Because it like jacks him up.
1: I don't know, man. He just loves it. He's, He's a big guy on a little trampoline.
2: That's fucking weird.
1: But then he goes out there and he changes lives, man. He tells people hard truths and changes lives. All right. Well, he's completely unqualified. But anyway, that's beside the point. Just like Doctor Phil's not a real doctor. Here, here's the thing. So Kyle Dawkins has taken on Phil Hawes. Here, you don't like Phil Hawes because last time you bet on Phil Hawes, he did not yeah. meet your expectations. You went after Phil Hawes on social media after the fact, and Phil Hawes saw what you said about him and was not that's- happy about it.
2: Well, because I didn't, I didn't go in on Phil Hawes. I went in on Nazarene Imavov.
1: No, you and went in was- on Phil Hawes. You no. called him. Oh no, what, no, you, you called no him I went in on him. Lazy
2: uh something along those lines yeah you yeah.
1: called Phil halls fucking lazy on yeah. instagram yeah. yeah
2: and he saw it yeah
1: yeah he's not and happy.
2: then i then i messaged him again that yes that i i'm not backing down it, yeah you're fucking lazy. you
1: doubled down on it yeah i understand anyway go ahead
2: <laughs> okay well yeah i went really heavy that night on Nazarene Imvov, and the reason i did is because i knew that nazir is actually a better fighter mm. um, and if that fight were to have been a five-round fight Nazaruddin would have won that fight. That's he was lighting Phil Hawes up in the third round. It's because Phil Hawes does not have a cardio tank. And to be honest, the pressure Nazaruddin was just like completely out of his elements. Like he woke up in the third round. And was like, Oh shit, I'm going to fight. Okay. Let me fight. And then started to dominate. Kyle Docus is going to come out like a bat out of hell. I love the Docus brothers. I love the grapple heavy approach that Docus is going to take on this. And a grapple heavy person like Kyle Docus is going to deplete deplete the cardio of phil haas phil haas great body athletic moves around no cardio tank i think he's going to get pieced up i think that kyle Dawkins is going to get on his back do a body triangle what he does just wears him as like a human backpack as you always say as your famous terminology there i think kyle Dawkins chips away holds like a body triangle from the back or something like that and just gets a decision win and Phil Hawes just looks depleted and disgusting for the last last round and a half.
1: Dawkus has to survive the first scare. He's going to get hit early in the fight. First two, three minutes, he's going to get cracked. It's going to be right. bad. He's got to survive that. If he can survive that, if that doesn't knock him out, and Hawes doesn't finish him, he wins the fight. But he's going to get hit. Like Kyle Dawkins does not walk out of this unscathed. He's going to get smacked. It's how he responds to the smack that will determine whether or not he wins the fight. So um if you think Phil Haas is gonna win, I think I think under two and a half is de- juicy to begin with here because docus is such a submission threat and Phil Hawes is such a knockout threat. Do we feel like docus is gonna like stretch us out over three rounds?
2: Yeah, I don't think he has anything to put Phil Hawes out with.
1: He just literally said he's gonna he's gonna put him in a body triangle and then chuck him out.
2: I think it's, if it's going to get done, it would be either by decision or by sub. That's the two plays I'd make. Eight okay. of eight of, uh, eight of the Kyle Dawkins nine wins have come by sub. So I love that. Um, but I also think that Phil Haas is going to keep this thing standing, so I think it's going to be an up-and-down affair, elongate the fight. I'm more keen on the over two-and-a-half, and I am under. But if I'm going to play a prop play, I'm going to go Kyle by sub.
1: I love it. Okay fight that we were supposed to have a couple weeks ago mysteriously just disappeared off a card, and now it's shown back up again. Ben Rothwell taking on Philippe Lins. Ben Rothwell minus 115, Lins minus 105. Essentially a pick him. We're just going to call it a pick over on rounds at two and a half. I love betting on Ben Rothwell. I bet him every time I get an opportunity to because he's incredibly durable. His size is a problem for everyone. No one has genuinely figured out how to manhandle or dispatch ben rothwell with relative ease and because of that i do not believe that pfl washout philippe Linz is going to get his elusive first octagon victory at the expense of the king of kenosha himself big ben rothwell it's not happening ben rothwell pick a money my second most confident bet of the night ben rothwell ben rothwell neil magny mm.
2: yeah I, I, I like it too um Ben the only thing that makes me nervous is every single post fight speech he always has following a loss is I just never hit the go button I never just let my hands go I never just kind of like flew by the seat of my pants dude he he was sometimes he like overthinks his shots and doesn't get anything done and kind of just stands there and plods the dude has a great underrated ground game he also has an output that is pretty significant for his weight division yeah so Philippe Lenz, if you sell anything, go back to the Tanner Bowser fight. I mean, the durability is clearly not there. And he's a guy that's very thoughtful in his shots as well. He's not creative. He doesn't conform to how the pace of the fight's going. He just kind of, like, thinks, like, oh, shit. Okay, I'm going to throw this left. Okay, then I'm going to wait, and then I'm going to throw a fucking right. Ben Rothwell, if he can have the output, and then, God forbid, someone slips on the ground gets – slips on the banana peel, and goes on the ground, Ben Rothwell is going to be much better on the ground. Ben Rothwell is a much better fighter all the way around. IQ, technical ability, durability, anything you call it, Ben Rothwell is going to win this fight.
1: Absolutely. And then the other thing, experience is the currency of combat. <laughs> oh, bro. I'm telling you 51 trademark. professional fights for Ben Rothwell, 50 to- 52nd time, making the walk professionally come Saturday night, as opposed to the 19 professional fights of Philippe Linz. 52 fights, 19 professional fights. I'm taking Ben Rothwell. Again, second most confident bet of the night. All right. Amanda Hebas taking on Angela Hill. Last fight we're breaking down here, Trey. Amanda Hebas making the return after getting knocked out by Mahina Rodriguez uh, back on Fight Island. Amanda Hebas is back. Minus 175. Angela Hill plus 150 over on our rounds at two and a half. Some people, uh, some people even in this chat, I've already talked to them. Uh, are on Angela Hill here. Angela Hill, incredibly active, has shown a well-rounded skill set, does everything good, doesn't do anything great. Uh, Amanda Hebas has a couple things that she does a little bit better than good, might be near great, but we saw a real problem, if you will, in the Marina fight. There was a, a lot of exposure that happened there, and I'm almost wondering if there are parallels, and I get, this is a huge This is the shit that makes me mad about MMA journalism. This is the thing I'm about to say here. Okay. I see parallels or potential parallels from Amanda to Ronda Rousey. Whoa. Right. I'm super reaching on this. But here's the thing, is that Amanda Hebas came in, right? Good looking. Got people behind her. Fan favorite. Goes out, fights a foreign killer that gives zero shits about who she is. And gets pieced up and knocked out. And when she got knocked out, it was like a weird, stupid, ugly, like eh, 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 like arms out, reaching, can't get a hold of anything. Got knocked out the way uh, what you call the way Amanda Nunes knocked her out. I realized Holly Holm knocked her out first, but that was different. I'm talking about the Amanda Nunes knockout where she just looked ridiculous and she was like clawing at her. It's how Amanda Hebas looked when Marina Rodriguez knocked her out. Yeah. The problem is, is that Rousey rode off into the sunset. My concern is that we're going to see Amanda come back and get knocked out again. Oh, um, no. Listen, I understand. What you're saying is ludicrous. I understand this. But what what I'm getting at, I don't believe that Angela Hill is going to knock out Amanda Hebus, but what I'm afraid of is that Amanda Hebas is not going to have the same air of invincibility that she had prior to getting knocked out. Once Rhonda lost, it was all downhill from there. She was drinking her own Kool-Aid. She felt fantastic. Everything was amazing. And then she lost, and then everything fell apart. Amanda Hebus was on the verge of a title shot. Everybody loved her. They're giving her all this extra attention, promo, fight, like time, embedded scenes. They're giving her the whole works. Everything. Everybody wants to talk to her. She goes out there and gets slept, and then she's been a ghost ever since has she been, has she gone back to the lab? Like Rocky three. Yeah. Um, has she been in a sweaty gym, you know, like, like, like Rocky and Apollo, you know, are they oh. getting it in, in the dungeon or is she coming back and hopefully going to get a W here? Because if she doesn't, I'm just afraid she's just, this is going to be, if she loses the Angela Hill on Saturday. Amanda Hevis, as we know, it is kind of slipped from the realm of contender at any point in time.
2: Yeah, it sucks. And I, I know you keep saying you're scared, it's because she, outside of uh, Nama Yunas, dude, this is uh, Brazil's sweetheart right here. You know She's I mean? a
1: sweetheart. She's a sweetheart. Yeah, her, her little smile and her laugh though is oh gosh, God, dude. Ugh. Ugh.
2: I know it's so. Her cute. laugh is awful, man. Oh, I said it was cute. Oh, but... I love that. Oh, I like it. It just makes you makes me smile, but. What also is going to make me smile is her going back to what her ABCs need to be. This is the grapple-heavy approach she needs to take. Now, you're going to put parallels between hebus and Ronda Rousey. I'm going to give a parallel between someone she has actually fought in Mackenzie wow. Dern. Okay. So when hebus fought Mackenzie Dern, what did they do? They got into like this weird striking affair, right? Mm-hmm. What has Mackenzie Dern done? People are talking about Mackenzie Dern getting the title shots because she went back to her game plan knowing, hey, I'm a freaking – three-time world champ jiu-jitsu, all this stuff. I need to use that to the best of my ability. I need to take my striking as aggressive and non-technical as it may be to set up my jiu-jitsu. That's what Amanda Hivas did even in the Paige Van Zandt fight. That's what she needs to do going forward. She needs to not get into these firefights. This is someone that absolutely is not going to want to do anything on the ground, Angela Hill. Angela Hill is going to utilize her jab. She's going to move around the cage that outside jab, but she's so prone to being subbed. Amanda Hebus has got to say, hey, I don't need to do anything devastating on the feet. I need to do what I do best. And that is throw something from distance, shoot down, try and get a single and get a submission. Go the way of Paige Van Zandt fight, whatever you may be, but that's what she needs to do. And I think your silence that you talked about was her coaches reinstilling, hey, here's what an outside jab looks like to try and shoot in. And just working on that in the beat laboratory, man, getting it done.
1: I think she just needs to take her to the ground, man. She just needs to take her to the ground. Just quit. Don't piss around and just take her to the ground. If you're Angela Hill, you got to lean on your well-rounded skill set, the momentum, the, fu- the fact that you have fought like eight times in the last 18 months. The yeah. fact that you're just you stay ready so you don't have to get ready and just go in and just, you know, rinse and repeat what you've been doing that's been successful. If you're Amanda Heavis, you got to take Angela Hill down. You got to find a way to submit her. That has been Angela Hill's um, weakness in the past. Take her down, submit her. Don't try to rewrite, you know, or reinvent the wheel or rewrite history here. Just take her down, submit her, collect your check, go home, and then you know, put the work in for your next opponent. I mean, hopefully she's been putting in the work anyway. But let's just do what got you to the big show here. Get the sub yeah. and get the hell out of there, man. Just just, just leave it at that. There you go. All right, all right, dude. Let's see. Recap is you want to recap? All right. Yep. Why don't you do the recap? Can you do the recap?
2: I don't have the fights pulled up,
1: bro. Come on, man.
2: I'm not the conductor, dude.
1: You're not the conductor. That is correct. You're not the conductor. That's okay. <laughs> Let me put my hat on. All right, Christian Aguilera taking on Carlston Harris.
2: Carlston Harris.
1: I'm going Harris as well. In Jackway versus Park. 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 I'm going Park Benoit versus Adishov
2: Adoshev. I'm
1: going Benoit. Trezano versus Klein. Klein. Hawes versus Dawkus. Dawkus. I'm also going Dawkus as well. Uh, I'm going Klein as well. Did I say that? I don't know if I said that or not. R- Rothwell versus Linz.
2: Big Ben Rothwell.
1: I like Big Ben as well. Amanda Hebas, Angela Hill.
2: All about the Hebus. <sighs>
1: I'm on Hebas still, but this is going to be the last time. I mean, I, I fully, I fully believe that Angela Hill can win this fight, but I, I, this is if if Heba's costs me money this time, I'm not betting on her again until I see her win. Diego Ferreira versus Gregor Gillespie.
2: I'm going with your boy Gregor.
1: I'm going Gregor as well. DeLima versus Green.
2: Oh, oh God! I'm gonna take Green, but I don't like it.
1: I'll it's take. Gr- I'll take Green as well, but I don't like it. Neil Magny versus Jeff Neal. Uh, Magni. I'll take Magni as well. Cowboy versus the great white Alex Morono.
2: Uh, dude, are we going Morono?
1: It's up to you, man.
2: Oh, God, dude. I'm going to ha- go Morono.
1: We haven't done a People's Main Event yet. There's been no People's Main Event here.
2: I, know, I want Cowboy. My heart says Cowboy. Uh-huh. Mind, my mind my money is saying Morono.
1: Okay. All right. And then.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa. My- okay. Are you going to just. What are you?
1: Oh, I'm on Morono. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm on Morono as well, and then Marina Rodriguez versus Michelle Waterson.
2: Rodriguez.
1: I'm gonna go Waterson.
2: Oh my god!
1: Dude. I'm going Waterson. It's a women's underdog, and it's karate hottie. I've again, Cub Swanson, like same, same asterisk, same warning label. Heart money, smart money, smart money on Marina. Heart money on Watterson. Women's underdog. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take uh, it.
2: I don't understand why where the heart's coming from Waterson though. You don't you don't love Michelle.
1: I don't love Michelle, but I like her. I think she's I think she's enjoyable. I think she's enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Okay. Right. All right. Plus, it's a women's underdog. I have to stay with the science. The science says women's underdogs.
2: That's right. It's science.
1: It is science. All right, man. If you don't already do so, follow us on all social media platforms at Punchless MMA, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, if you want to email us, you can do that too. Chat at Punchless MMA. Shout out to our show sponsors at Stay Classy Meets and Allegiance Clothing. If you go to Stay Classy Meets, use promo code FISH, you can save 10% on the entire order. Or If you go to com, use promo code PUNCH, you can save 15% off site-wide. Shout out to Chad Ocho Cinco Johnson. I can't wait to punch you in your fucking face. And then what else we got, dude? We got anything else?
2: No, I was actually going to ask you for your soundbite. Uh, if Chad Cinco were to jump in right now, what would you say to his face?
1: I'm going to punch you in your face. I'm going to punch you dead in your face.
2: All right. There you go.
1: No, I'm just, I mean, here's, here's the thing though, right? Professional athlete, not professional athlete, but all that doesn't matter whenever we just, we we decide to engage in a game of high stakes punch face in a game of high stakes punch face, anything can happen. And what's going to happen is in any event that Chad Ocho Cinco and I get the fight, what you're going to see happen is a guy that's not a professional athlete beat the shit out of a guy that is a professional athlete. There's your soundbite.
2: The only thing I'm going to say about this is Ocho Cinco eight, Five. What does that equal? 13. Bad luck. You know what that is? Up against my boy, the beard that is Dale Lippin.
1: I appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. All right, guys. We'll talk to you guys later on. Thanks for tuning in. If you tune in the live stream, if you don't tune in the live stream, consider doing so. If you don't, that's fine too. Leave us a review on iTunes. iTunes reviews are where the money is at. Appreciate that. All right. We'll talk to you guys later on. Peace. Be good to each other. I, I haven't All said bad. that the last couple of shows. Be good to each other